0: Episode of Confessions of a Twenty Something. This is episode three of season number two. And today we will be discussing grief and mourning, and we'll have a special guest on to um, talk with us about that. Um, I know that these are some very heavy topics, and so if you need to skip this episode, then by all means do so. Or you could also pause if things become too intense for you and just do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. Um, But I hope that this episode is helpful for you. Um, And yeah, so we'll go ahead and get into the episode. Today we have a special guest, um, Dwayne Torres. And so, um, Dwayne and I have known each other since I think it was like freshman year or sophomore year of high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so um, I'm just gonna go ahead and let you introduce yourself and tell everyone um, about you.
1: Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dwayne Torres II, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. I moved to Dallas, Texas about 12 years ago with my, just because I wanted to move in with my father. And um, wanted to spend more time with him and also get the taste of how Dallas was going. And it was a great experience. I'm glad I made that choice. Um, I definitely like listening to music and poetry and also go over a lot of different topics as well.
0: you also have a comic book um, or a comic book line and so um, is that something that like you're comfortable sharing on here
1: of course um as right now available on ajbpublishing.com shout out to my my mom andrea torres uh she's the one who actually helped me branch the comic book uh known as mystic values rampage volume one which is out right now on her website and also amazon.com for those who are looking to purchase. It is about a young African American slash Native male who's searching for destiny on how to use his abilities uh, due to a family bloodline is in danger of um, someone trying to steal his powers. So it's really exciting. Definitely have a lot more culture into and also Afrocentric uh, dynamics as well for those who are interested as as well and i'm really excited about my comic books so is really great
0: yeah that's really awesome how many do you have so far
1: so this is going to be the first volume um i'm trying to at least make at least five or ten when it comes to mixed if I, mystic values uh more is on its way so of course i'm still working on it but um i'm just really excited to see where it takes off next
0: <laughs> yeah i think that's really awesome
1: thank you thank you i appreciate it
0: yeah I know today um, we were going to talk about grief, um, mm-hmm. and so I just wanted to start off by saying, um, or kind of defining what grief is for some people that may not know. Um, and okay. so I know it's the expression of of deep sorrow for someone who has passed on, <clears throat> and it could mm-hmm. also be you could also grieve like relationships or lost friendships. Um, and, and it also looks different for everyone. Um, this is actually a topic that is really interesting, and I, I enjoy discussing as odd as it sounds, but um, mm-hmm. I'm a hospice social worker, so I work with um, a lot of different families and individuals who are going through that process of grief.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: because they're typically at their end stage of life or they're transitioning on into the next stage of life. So we kind of get to um, help them along that process and make sure that they're okay. Right. Yeah, so we know that there's um, five different stages of grief. so you can be you can have denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and the last stage would be acceptance and accepting what has happened or what is happening. And each of those can look different for everyone just because everyone has a different personality and different coping skills.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, so I just wanted to talk about that for anybody who, um, who may not know. Grief can be really difficult to deal with. And if you're comfortable sharing, is that something that you have gone through or that you're dealing with right now?
1: Yes, indeed. I um, recently lost my father on February 12th, 2022 this year. And that was one of the hardest situations in my life. And only the major reason why, it was at least four days before my birthday. Uh, well, four to five days before my birthday, and it really hurt my soul. And I had to learn how to cope with that to understand that from here on out, I'll be without a parent in my life. And it's like, I'm thankful that I have my mom and also my stepmother, even though I still consider her as my mother as well. Uh, that's still part of my life to help me with the grief and loss, including my brothers and sisters. But, um, it's really hard because, you know, it's like the next day you wish you could still speak and understand. Um, Where your loved one has gone through either to the afterlife for those who does believe in God and uh, for those who don't believe, of course, you know, no pressure on that. But I know everybody has their own belief of reincarnation or they have their own belief on they just in the spirit realm, you know. Uh, but when it, when it comes to my belief, I always believe my father is definitely a um, a wonderful angel watching over me and my family right now. If he was here, he would definitely be proud of the fact that I'm um, doing something like this with you, because uh, <laughs> he always felt like this would have been a special moment, you know, in regards to taking advantage of letting people know who we are, because I know as um, introverts, you know, it could be hard to express yourself and go through a lot of things. But um I do appreciate the fact that, that I had those great and wonderful years with my father, even though I'm still kind of grieving. But um, it's definitely something that's not easy. And I can understand everybody's pain. Kind of like with you doing too, as well, of uh, my current position, uh, what I've been doing is actually helping um, with people with mental health issues, seeking uh, appointments with actual therapists and psychiatrists. I talk them and walk them through or what's the programs that they can join to get the help that they need and uh, kind of coach them into getting the help they deserve, which is highly important. And that actually helps me throughout the day. So it makes my day feel a little bit a lot better. I'm knowing I'm helping someone who's going through the same problem either as I am or some something worse, which I always appreciate as well.
0: Right. I think that's a great way to um, to kind of to give back to the community also to make sure that other people are taken care of in that way and and it's mm-hmm. also good for for those of us who have gone through things or well everyone goes through things but. Um, it could be a way to cope because you do understand what what the other people are feeling so it makes it that much easier to relate to them and help them through that process.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm
0: what are some ways that you have been coping with everything that's going on? Cause I know it's a, it's a lot.
1: Yes, it is. Uh, The number one thing I do advise for people, if definitely finding some sort of way, I'm not going to force religion on anybody, but definitely speak with the Lord. Definitely. That really does help speaking with God is one way that kind of helps cope with the situation Um, If that's something that you don't want to do, you can speak to your spiritual guidance or whichever spiritual belief you have, as long as nothing negative, but a positive vibe that you bring in with your life. Um, That's one of the main things I do recommend that have been helping me cope with with the situation. Also, the fact of being surrounded by loved ones, those actually love and care about you is definitely the biggest thing that you should have as your support system. So that way you're not alone to grieve. You're not alone to cry on a person's shoulder or your friend's shoulder. Or if you're about to get married, you know, share with your wife or share with your your, your husband. It's, it's mainly important to be surrounded by loved ones. Um, also trying to find a hobby that distracts you. Uh, for me, I like playing video games and writing poetry and also uh, get the chance to work out whenever I have a chance to. Or um, just live your life. I think that's the main important thing to do. Just live and just appreciate life itself because you never know when your time is up. I think that's the main important things to do.
0: Yeah. And to, to speak on um, just living life, I think there's so many things that we can enjoy about life. Even just the little things like waking up in the morning and having a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. Um, mm mm-hmm it's the little things that could keep you going. And especially if you're kind of in a place where you're taking it day by day and you're just, you know, you're trying to cope with what's going on. I've definitely been there before. And it it, it is the little things, you know, opening up the blinds to let the sun sunlight in or going for a walk. Um, Those things are really helpful.
1: I agree.
0: Probably on Facebook or Instagram over the last few years. I don't think we've actually had a conversation since like high school.
1: (laughs) I know it's been like a a passerby, and then it's like it's like one of those uh not to laugh but like one of those shy moments like oh damn I lost to what to say. (laughs) (laughs) But um but you're absolutely right um as of late Me in general, I've been doing pretty good. I've been trying to manage one day at a time. And I'm just trying to learn myself, you know, learn myself who I am as the sequel of of a great man. Um, You know, I want to carry on his legacy. You know, I've been trying to do that ever since he passed. And one of the great things about my father is the fact that, um, Through his toughest moments, no matter how sad or depressed he was, he always found ways to make a moment into a beautiful one. And that's like the most artistic thing he could ever do. So if I'm sad and down and I'm with you, I can make the moment magical without having to make us feel depressed throughout the rest of the day. And (laughs) that's that's the great thing that I've been learning how to carry on with myself. Um, of course, I've been busy with my comic books and work, taking care of uh, other people with mental health issues as well, which is like one of the um, best things I could do right now. And you know, just learning not to live life with with uh, regret. How about you? How are you doing? You know, I, I <laughs> I'm glad you're doing wonderful when it comes to these sessions, and I just want to know how you.
0: Yeah, I've been good just hanging in there, you know, um, about the same. I've been kind of busy with work and my little hobbies on the side. So, yeah. That's great. I know you mentioned that you've been working with, um, people in the mental health field Mm -hmm. and, um, that was something that I did too for a really long time and I enjoyed it. Um, it is really great. You get to talk to a lot of different people and it just kind of um, opens your eyes and it, it, for me. <clears throat> it made me feel a lot less alone. Um, when it came to mental health or anxiety, because I realized that there are so many other people struggling with the same things. Uh, people exactly. just don't talk about it in their everyday lives.
1: Exactly. I totally agree and even throughout high school. This is something that you probably didn't really know when it came to me, but I'm glad I'm willing to share this with you. In high school, I dealt with a lot of anxiety and stress, and it was because of the following things. I made this huge transition from Brooklyn to Dallas, and of course, my mom back at home wasn't too happy about it, and it was such a huge tug of war. On trying to keep me either here in Texas or. Be over there in New York with my mom, and it was a huge constant battle. And just one time on Facebook, we had a huge argument. And everybody on my side of family basically defended her. They didn't really stop by and ask me any questions like why did I say certain stuff like that or what was going on? Only my real friends stopped by and asked like, hey, what was going on at the time and. And. Um, it was a lot, you know, d- during high school. I
0: never knew that um, that you were going through that in high school, but it's it's definitely understandable because that is a really big move to make um, mm-hmm. at such a young age. And so I can imagine that it was really hectic having to start over making new friends in a new environment and. That, that's really stressful.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, and I definitely experienced some of that same anxiety in high school. Um, I don't think a lot of people really realized how bad it was for me, too. Uh, I, I was still, like, active in sports and things like that, but the anxiety was so bad that, like, I couldn't walk down the hallway without feeling like I was sweating and, like, shaking when I was talking to people and stuff like that so yeah the Mm -hmm. anxiety was pretty bad for me too and the depression started to creep in around that time
1: yeah plus the high school that we went to did make things easier for us especially of color you know um oh yeah a lot of hidden racism and honestly a lot of obvious racism too but you know I'm just glad we both graduated same year, don't have to worry about it again, but, right. um, but yeah, it, it was just tough times. And I'm not completely understand from what you're calling through too. um, there's been those days where you wanted to communicate with someone and talk with them besides your parents and also your, your loved ones to have that connection. So that way you feel better when you move, you know, walking, walk, basically walk in the hallways with your head high without having to worry in the world. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot uh, during that
0: time, yeah, and I think um what I've learned from kind of working in mental health and things is that um a lot of times people feel very alone, and that mm-hmm. that feeling like you can't talk to anyone else or you don't have anyone to go to can sometimes push people into having like suicidal thoughts. Mhm um. And I think if more people knew that so many others, that it's so common to, like, feel that anxiety or that depression or even have those suicidal thoughts, then maybe they they wouldn't get to that point where they have a plan or, you know, where they just feel like there's nothing more to life if they feel so alone.
1: Exactly. And speaking with that type, type of person each day, the first thing I say when I get on the phones with them, it's like, I applaud you on your effort of actually taking the first step of noticing that you do need the help that you deserve. It's okay. Even I tell my mom here as well it's, I tell her it's okay not to be okay. There's going to be days where you want to just sit down and cry and there's going to be days going to be like, um, you don't feel like getting up at certain points, but as long as you have someone to show you the love and support and also encourage you to move on or at least try to take that first step of talking and communicating and also getting the help that you deserve, that's a good feeling. And I feel like that's a a huge opportunity to go ahead and speak with someone to get the help that you need and get your mind cleared so that we can get back into life and living You know, it's mainly important. I feel like every life is important, despite the the things you've gone through or what you have done, so.
0: Yeah, I think that that's true, and more people need to hear that. Um, A lot of times, I think we we push it to the side, um, or, you know, we just say, if it's a person that, like, is very fortunate, like, I'm not sure if you... um, Heard about what happened with Chesley Chris, I think was her name. Mm -mm. And um, so she won Miss America. I think it was back in 2019. Okay. And yeah, she was a beautiful person. Um, She was also a lawyer and like a TV personality. Uh, So she did these interviews and things with people. And to everyone's surprise, she took her life. Um, I I believe it was January 31st. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, it was really devastating. Um, And some of the things that people were saying were just so insensitive. And they were saying things like, oh, how could she take her life? She had all this money. She's so beautiful. And, like, she was, you know, what was there to be sad about, basically. Mm -hmm. And I, I think a lot of times in general... That's our approach to it, and I don't think that's a good approach to have because no matter how much money or how little money you have, you you can always have problems.
1: Um, exactly.
0: Yeah, and so it was just sad that she felt that that was her only way out, and we'll never really know what led her to that point, you know.
1: Exactly. And that's why it's important to stay focused on the signs of those who. Are dealing with uh, depression that you don't even know on that side they're going through unless you ask. I know it's going to it's going to take a lot of pulling teeth to try to get the person to open up, but it all depends on how you approach them to. You don't want to put too much pressure on them to the point they do feel like giving up, but at least you know. That you're there for them specifically of what they are currently going through in the first place. And that's something tragic. You know, it's that's why I always feel like it's important. It don't really matter how much money you make. It don't really matter if you're rich, poor. Or black, white, gay, it don't really matter. Um, You just got to find ways. To breathe and also find ways to understand who you are as a person and what you want to accomplish in life in order to be more happier and don't question what other people think of you. And that's sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to have I don't I, I don't care attitude towards everybody else's feelings because social media is definitely the biggest aspect of making people more mentally depressed, because let's be real. Every time you go on Facebook, the first thing you see is couples being happy or rich people throwing money against each other or this person's getting married. This person is doing this, this person doing that. And it kind of does mess with your mental psyche sometimes, too, depending on what you currently going through or certain things that you want to do. But you got to realize your path is always different from everybody else's. And if it's meant for you to do this, then, of course, you got to follow it with your heart. If it's not meant for you to go and do this with this particular person, then you just got to find ways on living your life to the right aspect that is being planned out for you. And I think that's that's the main important thing. So.
0: Yeah, everyone's um, journey is different. And if you. You know, whichever religion you believe in or what your faith might be, you know, God or the universe has like a path for you. And so it, it's not gonna look the same as everyone else's path. Um, and that's something that I always have to keep in mind when I go on social media too. Cause sometimes it does get a little bit like, it could get a little depressing going on there. And you see everyone yeah. like taking all these trips, you know?
1: <laughs> it's
0: like, okay, well, I'm just sitting, I'm just working, you know, or whatever. But um, <laughs> yeah, everyone's path is is different. Um, And I think it it definitely does help mental health wise to have a plan or to have goals for yourself that you want to achieve. And it's not always easy getting there, um, but everyone, you know, is capable. Everyone has a place or strengths and strengths that could take them to different places in life. So that's Mm -hmm. just what we have to keep in mind as we go on through our everyday
1: life. Exactly. And not to sound silly, but this is always this uh, book. Uh, the little engine who can, you know, it's like, I think I can. Oh, I yeah. think I can. <laughs> it's true. But even though it sounds ridiculous, but that's something that you got to continue to tell yourself that just because you see your friends going to the Bahamas or Miami, which is like the most popular spot, um, doesn't mean you can't go eventually. Right. And Exactly. I always feel like even though you're working now, it doesn't mean you're not going to have the time to go have fun or not to have time to spend that time with your friends and and loved ones. It's going to happen. We as people got to be more patient and, you know, and I know a lot of people be like, oh, damn it. I wish I was there. I wish I was doing this. I wish I was doing that. Sometimes you got to be careful what you wish for, because then your trip end up not being the same as everybody else that you expected to be. So
0: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So yeah. so I understand I'll be going through those uh, Those days where I have that song Stuck in my head when I'm on social media um, By um, Gary I forgot his last name But Mad World That's like the first song I oh. think <laughs> <laughs> You know having a good time But But at the same time it don't bother me Because you know at the end of the day I know who I'm blessed with Surroundings you know so It's the main important thing.
0: Yeah, being grateful for, you know, everything we have, even if it's just the little things. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode. Um, It's been really great talking with you, and I'm really glad that you um, were able to come on and, and you felt comfortable sharing your experiences. I think this will be helpful for a lot of people.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. It's definitely been an honor, and I enjoyed myself actually on this episode.
0: Thank you. We'll definitely have to have you back on um, for another episode. I'll love that. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming on. All righty. So that concludes today's episode. I hope that this was helpful and or educational. And I also want to thank our special guest for taking the time to come on and talk with us about that and also being vulnerable um, enough to share his personal experiences. Uh, So hopefully um, our guests will be back and we can have some more interesting discussions and we'll also have some guests on in the future. And hopefully, one topic that we touched on um, that I hope to get a little bit deeper into is mental health in the black community. Um, I think there's a lot to be said about um, generational trauma, um, what the studies are saying about that and how it affects us and how it affects our mental health and how we could move forward I think that would be a really interesting topic of discussion, so look out for that sometime in the future. Um, I think the next episode will probably discuss um, career and work-life balance specifically for those of us who are in the mental health field or who are in, um, helping fields, because it can definitely be a balancing act, trying to, um, make sure that you are not pouring from an empty cup, so yeah, that will more than likely be the next episode, um, but I'm going to go ahead and close this out. So, thank you all so much for listening, and I will talk with you all soon.